Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we uh, chatted about I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which returns this weekend. Jim White from The Telegraph has a theory why sports people generally struggle in the show. We did that and spoke a bit of Manchester United. Also, Barry McDermott, the former rugby lead star, told us about uh, a new initiative he's involved with, with uh, his uh, good friend and former teammate at uh, Leeds Rhinos, Rob Burrow. Andy and I were quick to jump on it. We hope you will too. And uh, we had a bit of a chat, of course, and we had a bit of a transatlantic confusion with uh, the great Bob Bubka golf correspondent. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And you'll notice that I am in the same position I was in yesterday, not facing my television. So I'm going to do a lightly lads on the IPL final. Otherwise, I know what I'll be like. I'll be useless for you. You'll so just be watching hopeless. it constantly, <laughs> yeah, won't you? I, I know that. Yeah, like you are in, when yes. you're in the studio. I turn to you sometimes and your mouth's open and you're looking at the telly. <laughs> it's the shape of things to come. I just went a bit cold. I've got to be honest, Andy. Uh, Fletch was just yeah. telling us about the Vietnam Grand Prix and that Turkey could be the, the, the track that couldn't replace it. And it took me back to uh, my very um, unsuccessful stint as phone a friend on I'm a Celeb... Uh, no, I'm a Celebrity, on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, when an F1 question came up uh, with Al Murray and, um, and Harry Hill, and I fluffed it, I didn't have a clue. You know, I looked, I'm right, Burke. And that was the answer. It was, it was Turkey. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it was the turkey. Yeah, no wonder you went back. Yeah, yes. just uh, suddenly it all came back to me again. Yeah, yeah. We all love a sporting analogy, mm. and uh, uh, no better than this one from Professor Jonathan Van Tam talking about the virus, uh, the vaccine yesterday. She's such great news if it's uh, the way it appears. Uh, he says this is like getting to the end of the playoff final. It's gone to penalties. The first player goes up and scores the goal. You haven't won the cup yet, but it tells you that the goalkeeper can be beaten. As long as it's not Adamola Lookman, of course. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's anybody in, in, in his family called Jean-Claude. I mean, because <clears throat> Jean-Claude Van Tam, you, you, you wouldn't mess with him, would you, really? Just the name itself. Uh, you, you'd, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the first person to have said that uh, in the last well, hour. I haven't heard anybody else. Oh, okay. I haven't well, heard anybody else say it. Fair enough. <clears throat> 
Uh, Max Verstappen, I was telling you this, Paul, has said 90% of drivers would win in Lewis Hamilton's car. And I was thinking, who's the 10%? Bottas. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very, very good uh, point. Um, Ali Rossi's <clears throat> column today, Andy, there was a sporting, oh, yeah, saw, yeah. A sporting quiz answer, which we very much enjoyed. Uh, ben Shepard uh, asked the question, in June 2019, a horse called Anthony Van Dyke won which classic horse race held at Epsom? And uh, Ellie's answer was Royal Ascot. It's <laughs> brilliant, isn't it? I suppose in the moment, in the moment, these <laughs> things happen. If you want to relive some of the great quiz answers uh, you've encountered, then then feel free. They're always a joy, whether they're in pub quizzes or or whatever. But uh, maybe you were the one that gave the answer. I mean, I had a bit of a hot flush earlier on here in Turkey. Mentioned again, I made my burke of myself on a national TV quiz show. So uh, if you've done likewise, or even in your local. Uh, do let us know this afternoon. Talksport.com, text 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. Well, now, over the years, we've always enjoyed these uh, when somebody's got a name that's similar to something in the news and people mistake them and they start having a gun. This one's unbelievable. Woman named Corona is target for cold callers. This is a woman oh. called Corona living. Her name's Corona Newton, and she lives in uh, Oldham, which obviously is an area that's had suffered very badly from infection and hot spots and all that. But this is what happened. She said, during one call, a man swore at her. He screamed down the phone at me, what does it feel like to do the world over? <laughs> Really, honestly, that's, that's not right. It's is just it? her name. Yeah, it's not her fault, is it? If she was, if her name was Iris, I mean, that might be it's certainly in the school register. Corona Iris, but it isn't, is it? It's so, unbelievable. Yeah. It I is. Know, what can you do? Yes, indeed. And it's very interesting the way, I mean, the, the, you made this point, that football, this is Martin Lipton's story this morning, football chiefs will urge the government to put players high up on the COVID-19 vaccine list. Yeah. I, think, I think there are other people that might be a bit more of a priority. Might start with care homes rather than Kevin De Bruyne, to be honest, just picking a name at random. Yeah, I, won't be, I won't be heading to Liverpool, Manchester United, Tottenham or Chelsea's training ground before I head to the, the Elmhurst care home in Dartford, if that even exists, which I'm... Guessing it doesn't. <laughs> I don't either. Yes. So, yeah. And also, the fact that it is interesting the way that the, the, we've always had this, the broadsheets treat a, a, a story with gravitas and tabloids try to make it entertaining. And, of course, it was a gift for them that the company that <clears> makes the, va- the vaccine is the same company that makes Viagra. And, I've not seen uh, this, Andy. Have you, have you got a oh, gag yes. worked up for it? Are you already going? I haven't. Oh, OK, no, fair enough. I'm, I'm just, I'm just I'm fascinated by <clears> both <throat> the Star and the, and the Sun did this. And uh, so I said, the makers of sex drug Viagra raised excitement. You get the idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, and it's all full of that, really. Britain had its pecker up last night. Yes, yeah, thank you very much. You get the idea there. Still, apparently, it's all see, yesterday it was a, a great day for humanity. Now it's just a source of cheap gags. Doesn't take long, does it? That's Britain for you. Britain in a nutshell. Maybe there's there's nothing that's, wrong with that. Actually, no, it could that's be, our humour. Could be that's a, a positive. That's a good thing. Yes. So it's uh, true. This afternoon, Andy, um, I'm glad yes. you're not watching the IPL, so you can concentrate. But 200 million people around the world will be. Of course, none, none in the stadium. Just a handful uh, of people mm. will be there in the ground. But um, uh, it may have passed by without people knowing it was even on. But it has been fantastic. The cricket has been fantastic, and uh, another oh, sign that wonderful. even with no yeah. crowds there, and there would be absolutely packed houses. 
um, it's still been a brilliant tournament. The players have still been able to perform, haven't they? Which is, uh, which is great. I think the fact that they've played the crowd noise into the stadium and the players said they liked it, they preferred it. And I think it's something that maybe football should consider. I mean, that, that's certainly their reaction to it. And it does sound that they're very good as well, the people who do it. And maybe it's slightly easier with cricket, I don't know. But, uh, you know, it does sound good when you watch it. You know, and I'm not a fan of fake crowd, but I think they're, they've done pretty well. They've managed it well. Um, the other thing, last night after the show, Sue said to me, oh, should I do your hair and your beard? I went, hey, OK, that'd be nice. Oh, yeah, I could OK, did she do a little bit Even of a trim-up? Yeah. A little bit of a trim up. So uh, basically, she starts working on the beard. She goes, Oh dear, I've used the wrong setting. <laughs> if you look closely. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's got a fantastic stripe. Where he would have the like Amos. Igor Stepanev's. <laughs> yeah, where he would have the Amos Brealies, uh, the sideies, he's now got a, com- a strip, a completely bored strip. It's a weird. And on the other side. It's a weird and look. And on the other side. I know. She said to me, it's okay. No one will see you for 10 days. I went, yeah, thanks. It's like something from Zoolander. It's like you've meant to do it, like it's uber trendy. And like, oh, yeah, it's that's the new look at the moment is the strip. The strip down the side there in a beard. My, uh, it definitely isn't. My, uh, my mate uh, Steve, his missus did that to him once, put the wrong setting on and gave him the full Travis Bickle down the old barn. <laughs> so he had to have had to take it down to nout, really, which he's kind of stayed yeah. with over the years. But, yeah, it happens, you know, the old wrong setting. Yeah, You've got does. some wrong setting tales. Then feel free, mm. talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Funny at the time, uh, well, maybe not, not if you're on the receiving end. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. It's uh, Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here <laughs> on TalkSport. And I'm a Celebrity starts again this week. The nation, of course, is uh, very excited. I imagine the figures would be great because, you know, no one's going out, are they? Figures no, will be true. Set, albeit, of course, in a Welsh castle as opposed to... Uh, the uh, the jungle in Australia, um, and Mo Farah is starring from the world of sport. Uh, but what chance have he got of winning? Well, sports people have won, um, but quite a lot of them haven't. And uh, Jim White, in his Telegraph uh, final whistle column today, thinks he might know why, and he joins us now. Good afternoon, Jim. Hello. Oh, we I'm got here. you. Sorry, we had a problem with the line. Yeah, all good. Good are. to talk there to you go. as always. So, yeah, I mean, look, you do point out that uh, Tuffers, Carl Fogarty, uh, Harry Redknapp, of course, have, mem- have been memorable winners. But there's quite a long list of sports people who, who didn't get to the final stages. Uh, yes, an awful lot of them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to pick out Rodney Marsh, who was mm. booted out early doors uh, in the year that Christopher Biggins won it, which I reckon is the equivalent <laughs> of kind of losing a third-round FA Cup tie at home to a non-league A side. giant killing, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, that really is. Neil Ruddock, Linford Christie, Eric Bristow, Rebecca Adlington, Steve Davis, Jimmy Bullard, Kieran Dyer, Chris Eubank, Ian Wright. I could go on. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, surprise. These are big names, you know. I mean, the, the interesting thing about Mo, is I don't know if you've seen the advert that, but they they have to introduce themselves as to you know and they have to kind of make the claim why they are a celebrity and mm. and for most of them you know I'm I've got five million uh, uh, YouTube followers or you know I appeared on Coronation Street or whatever most was simple I've won four Olympic gold medals <laughs> come on yeah. that's celebrity blimey yeah. everyone knows who Mo Farah is the problem he's got is and and. You know, this is this was writ large in the last series with James Haskell, the rugby player. Sports people just can't help themselves. They're just so 
blooming competitive. And what we want is we want people when we're watching this program, we want them to be game. We want them to have a go. We don't want them to wimps, but we don't want them to be so aggressively competitive. Haskell was the, the kind of classic of that. You know, you could see him going into a really bad mood when one of his teammates uh, <laughs> uh, stuttered uh, when they had to drink, uh, you know, a kangaroo, a kind of a, a kangaroo drink or, yes. you know, eat, eat, eat witch tea grubs or whatever. He was fuming. He was furious. We didn't like it. Out he went. And I think that's what happens to so many sports people. They can't help themselves. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? I think it yeah, sorry, Andy. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be difficult for Mo Farah, though, because, you know, he's, he's a wonderful runner, but whenever you see him interview, you don't sort of think to yourself, God, what a personality he's got. It's really oh, funny, that's, that's a bit harsh. I mean, you know. Well, no, I, but it's true, I, is it? Do you look at Mo Farah and think, God, well, he could have his look, own I wouldn't chat give him his, I wouldn't, I wouldn't re, <laughs> you know, replace him, you know, Graham Norton with him. I'm not saying that, but... <laughs> When, when I've seen him do uh, League of Their Own and other stuff, he comes across well. I think I think you'll be surprised. I mean, I think you don't, you know, they don't have their game face on. They don't have their chat show face or the promoting something. You, you know, you often see a side of people on this show because they're in the raw, good and bad, that you didn't see before, Jim. Well, I think that's absolutely right. I, I, Mo, uh, I, I agree with you, Paul. I think he comes across as a, a genial chap. I mean, uh, mm. you know, he's, he's all those lovely scenes of him hugging his wife and his kids. He seems a... A, a, a very decent bloke, but you're right. They're put into circumstances uh, which they're not used to because the other thing about sports people is their life is terribly regimented. You know, they know where they get up, they eat what they're what, what is put in front of them, and off they go, they train, they come back, they rest, everything about that. It's nothing like that in the jungle. And I think particularly, you know, the recent sports people, they can't cope with the lack of food. Well, none of us can cope with the lack of food, but I think that's the thing. They're just so used to having everything in a kind of regimented pattern that being taken out of it, they get very um, uneasy. Yeah, it's a good it's a good point. We'll look we'll look out to see uh, see how he does. We wanted to talk a little bit of Manchester United with you uh, while we've got you. And these comments from Didier Deschamps, it's often the players go off on international duty and stuff emerges about Pogba. He said, look, he can't be happy with his situation at the moment and his position at the club, you know. And I just was thinking to myself, well, let's flip that. What are the Manchester United? Are they happy with him? I mean, we've even got Phil Neville to say today saying it's an absolute disgrace that, that he's not being started at the moment. But I just wondered, uh, as, a, as a United fan, how you feel about Pogba and whether you think any of that is, is fair. Yeah, well, uh, I spoke to you last week uh, mm. when crisis and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was, you know, teetering on the brink of being booted out. Uh, now, of course, he's the greatest manager who ever lived after uh, outwitting out <laughs> Carlo Ancelotti. Maybe you should need to speak to me next week, uh, you know, when uh, when they're in their next crisis. Um, but I, you know, proper he should be uh, delivering more than he does for United. And I think Solskjaer is right in his use of him. He's tended to use him latterly uh, as a kind of impact sub. And actually, I think that's a, quite a, a shrewd way of using him because I'm not sure if he's... I don't know. This, this, is, this is just an observation. I've seen him live a couple of times this season. He doesn't look to me fully fit. Now, I don't know whether he had uh, an issue with... Uh, he, he, he had COVID, whether you know that put him well back he doesn't he gives the ball away an awful lot yeah and i think he's more effective 
for Manchester United, when he comes on late in a game, when the opposition are maybe tiring a bit, and then his beautiful distribution, his fancy footwork, has more of a platform because he just got caught in possession far too often when he started games. And he also faded very, very badly. Actually, as this week, Oli is great and we're all we're all all in um i would say uh, that actually Deschamps wrong i think he's been using him quite well yeah and and we just talked briefly about mason greenwood as well it was interesting mm. hearing uh, um andros townsend today saying i've been in that situation you know he feels it's a bit set him up to knock him down he's very much in the news and i think the club are really are trying to protect him at the moment if he has got a few issues they don't want to share that with the world which is their prerogative but i would imagine as a, as you, a united fan again you you want to cut him some slack you know within reason because he, he is a young guy and it's been a lot thrown at him um some of it of his own making other stuff is just the kind of pressure of being a young player playing at a club like that but um, you know he'll learn from some of his mistakes, uh, and hopefully, you know things will come right for him. But are you are you supportive generally, Jim? Uh, I think he's a, 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 an extraordinary talent, uh, Greenwood, um, and he's being very carefully nurtured by the club. I mean, I'm not quite sure where uh, the stories about him being um, uh, difficult are coming from. They're clearly coming from somewhere mm. within the club because. Solskjaer is absolutely not someone who's going to undermine his players in public. He's not said a word. So these are obviously leaks that are coming out from people within within the club. Um, but actually, I think they do point to uh, an, an understanding that, you know, discipline is required. And, you know, we're not going to let you get away with stuff, but we are going to treat you with compassion. And I think... Actually, it, it's the best way forward uh, for Greenwood. He really is a, a, a real talent, and they don't want to blow it. I mean, there have been, um, uh, you know, examples uh, recently um, of, of, of players who started brilliantly and then, and then disappeared. They don't want that to happen. They want him to become, um, uh, you know, the, the strength and a force that he could be. And he's got some great role models there. I mean, Rashford being... Uh, the principal one. Rashford is somebody clearly working um, on a daily basis to improve himself. And I think with him alongside him, um, that it will, that, you know, he's, he's what is he, 19? A 19-year-old kid, you know, the penny doesn't drop that you're not immortal for quite some time. Good to talk to you, Jim, and enjoyed the piece today. Thanks, Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, Jim's piece on the back page of the uh, Telegraph Sport today looking at uh, I'm a Celebrity. I'm sure we'll be touching on it. Andy, are you going to be watching? Will you be viewing as it goes along or not? No, I never watch any of it. It's not my thing <laughs> at all. I okay. saw, no, I don't. I, yeah. it, it doesn't do it for me. No. I just think I hate the I hate the Bush Tucker trial. It just makes me throw up. <laughs> and I just can't be bothered with it. I can't be... I just, this is not my sort of telly, but I look, I, I, I'm a big fan of Ant and Deck, and yeah. uh, I've got, I think I've got a good letter about them, actually, I'll bring to you later. Yeah, but, um, uh, I should let you I, know, Annie, as we've, as we've set it up, I know it's torture for you, but you do, do you want to do the likely lads, or do you want to know what's going on? <laughs> do you want to know what's happening in the IPL, or should I keep la, it quiet? La, 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 <laughs> I can't have you doing that or give out the score. People can go and check can't it out. It's, it's, it's... Yeah, it's been an interesting start. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's no, it's not. It's a pretty bog standard style, and you're not missing anything. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. In the last uh, hour or so, Andy and I have kind of indirectly gone into the uh, horse racing business, haven't we? We have, we yes. have We've both signed up for the Borough 7 uh, Racing Club. And uh, here to tell us uh, more about it is the uh, former rugby league star, uh, Barry McDermott. Good afternoon, Barry. Good afternoon, gents. Hey, let me start by saying if two careful Christians like yourself oh, yeah. can, can dip their hands in their pockets, <laughs> then I think we've priced this just about right. So, yeah, pleasure to talk to you, gents. It's a, look, we loved it. We think it's a really it's a really great idea. It's a really unique, interesting fundraising idea. And, you know, like everybody else who gets on board, hopefully, you've got a bit of skin in the game, haven't you? And it's a very... Look, this, this, we should kind of start at the beginning, really. It's... It's uh, in aid of uh, MND and uh, a lot of work you're doing with your good friend Rob Burrow, former teammate who's uh, suffering from motor neuron disease at the moment. And uh, Burrow 7 is is a, a racing club you've set up. Uh, there is a horse called uh, Burrow 7. We saw pictures of you and Rob yesterday. And, um, and everybody can sort of have a piece of it and raise money for the charity. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't take much of the credit. It was a business colleague of mine, Phil Hawthorne, He's a big rugby league fan, but his other passion is horse racing. Uh, and he sort of approached me with it just before lockdown. Um, and then when lockdown happened, yeah, we had to be creative on how we raise money for Rob Burrow. And for those that don't know Rob Burrow or his story, he was a 10 stone, uh, five foot, probably five foot two. He'll tell you he's five foot four, but he's not. He's five <laughs> foot two. Scrum Arthur had a 16-year stellar career with the Rhinos. Excelled for club and country against all the odds. Uh, and just a little over 12 months ago, he was diagnosed with motor neurons disease. And from that point onwards, um, a lot of his friends have, have rallied around. And first of all, it's about Rob and his family and also making sure they've got a future that he can be happy with. Uh, but then it goes wide when you start to hear some of the stories of people that haven't got that great network around them, haven't got a mass of people 
that are willing to support and donate, etc. So, so hence Borough Seven was was discussed. We knocked some edges off it. I'm also part of the committee that's looking after a lot of the fundraisers. Uh, myself and Jamie Peacock, Kevin Sinfield, uh, Keith Senior, a lot of his teammates, but some people who worked at the Rhinos who've got his best interests at heart. So we've nutted out all the details. The Borough 7 Racing Club was born and launched yesterday and we're, we're really, really pleased with it. It's been hard work for for the people involved, Phil Hawthorne and his team at Racing for Business, but we're really, we're really excited about what's to come. It's a, a, a top horse as well. Henrietta Knight trained, um, and the, the pedigree she's got as a trainer, uh, a three-year-old grey gelding, uh, and so a, a horse with a bit of a chance, and there's even some talk of Cheltenham. Well, what we first of all want to do is get him trained and get him familiar with the ways of being a racehorse. And Jed, o- Jed O'Keefe and Andrea up there at Midlam, they're looking after him now. It's, uh, Of course, it's North Yorkshire, so it's close enough for Rob and some of the other people when we eventually come out of what we're in now can go up and have a look. But um, he's, a, he's a lovely horse, full of character. You know, we, we talk about Rob in in terms of him fighting against adversity, his speed, his agility and his determination were, were his great strengths and we're hoping that he's borne out with his um, with his horse, with Burrow 7. But certainly I met him last week, Rob and I and his family went up, spent the day at the stables and, you know, he was full of character and, uh, yeah, we're really, really optimistic. I don't know where he's going to go. I'm, I'm not a, a great horse racing fan. I come from a family of horse racing and horse betting losers were, were notorious <laughs> for picking the horse that's going to finish last. <laughs> this, this horse, though, has got great pedigree. His dad is, uh, a trem- was a tremendous horse, or probably still is. He signed the highest number of individual chase winners uh, th- this last year, 2019 and 20. So amongst the active stallions in Britain. So he does come with a very good pedigree. And yeah. uh, it would be so good if he got to Cheltenham. We were there to see him. Whoa. Because basically, pe- people, it's not like a, absolutely like a normal racing club where people get a share of any winnings. The, all the winnings, anything profits that all goes back into the, the cause, doesn't it? Yeah, and there's, there's, there's a wider picture, as I said. Uh, the Motor Neurons Disease Association, UK-wide, uh, they need the funds. So, so there's Rob's Fight Back Fund, and there's also the Motor Neurons Disease Association. It's all going towards research and development, and it's a horrendous disease. And, and when you are closely connected with it as as we are through Rob Burrow or whether you're just watching things and, and coming across stories you you see just how how damaging it is to the individual and people around them but what we want to do is give Rob something to smile about give everybody else who wants to feel like they've you know they've got a couple of quid in the pocket it's 59 quid to join the membership club uh, and when they become a member it's a 12 month membership when they become a member they get um, uh, starter pack, they get updates, they'll get emails telling them, you know, what's going on with Borough 7. They also go into a ballot to be present on the day when it's racing or maybe come and visit it for the stables. There's lots of things that are all detailed on the website, borough7.com. So there's my plug, gents. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really Brilliant. No, no problem. Really looking forward to it. And <laughs> as, as you've seen, both of you, it's a fairly painless operation. Mm. You, you pay on your card and you're in, and we've got quite a few. We were really, 
bowled over yesterday with how many people got on on board. We, you know, we've got to thank the people that have got behind us. We've got some friends in showbiz, football, cricket. Our cousins in rugby union have got behind us, and of course, our brothers and sisters in the rugby league family are always there and always step forward. Well, it's a way to support a great cause and, and have some uh, fun along the way. And fun of course, at the same time, we're, yeah. we're now we're both uh, members uh, of the club, uh, Barry. We're, we'll, we'll keep the listeners informed because we'll be getting the updates. We're knowing the horse is running, and hopefully, we can we can catch up with you uh, along the way. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it is a brilliant cause. And uh, uh, I saw the documentary a couple of weeks ago, and Rob, it was very powerful, very moving. Watch you were in it, of course. Jamie was in it. It was uh, it's. Um, it, you feel for Rob, don't you? I mean, we spoke to him at, at, the, at the very start of his diagnosis on the show, and you, and it's so heartbreaking. You could tell his speech was going. Then it went very early. It, it, it affects different people in different ways, doesn't it? As a disease, it's a it's a horrendous uh, a horrendous deal to, uh, disease to deal with. But you know, when you spend time with Rob, it's it's not about the disease. It's about fun and enjoying what you know what he's got available to him the the time that he's around he's going to make sure he's 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 enjoying himself he's always got a smile he's you know when he greets you, he's got the thumbs up and he he gives you a smile he's got the cheeky wink so <laughs> i'll tell you a quick story and i'll try and clean it up as best i can we were in we were doing some filming and uh, his phone has his land banked voice so when he wants to tell you something in his own voice, he types it in his phone and his phone says it for him. But his wife had his phone. So I lent him my phone. But what I didn't realise is I'd opened it on a, on a speech or a text that had my 21-year-old 20, daughter uh, connected to it. So he's tapping away, tapping away, gave me the phone back. And he said he was just about to send a very inappropriate message to my 21-year-old daughter. <laughs> so, lads, let me tell you. He's still in there. He's still full of full of nonsense, nuisance, and full of full of fun. So he never feels sorry for himself. And it's you know it is it's it's traumatic for everybody around him to see what's happen, happening to him. But he's got good friends, good family around him, uh, and you know we're there for him when he, if and when he needs us. Good to talk to you, Barry. All the best. Um, Thanks, Barry. Give uh, Rob our best. And uh, borrow7.com. People can get all the information there and join in. It's a a good way to have some fun and support a good course. Thanks very much. And be running in in the Leeds colours. That's right, in the Leeds colours. In the Leeds colours. And again, I have to stress that neither Rob Burrow or myself will be the jockey that will be riding. So rest assured, ladies and gents. No, great fun. And thanks for your support, everybody. Pleasure. Thanks very much. Cheers, Brilliant. Barry. Yes, yeah, uh, do go and watch the documentary and get an idea of, of, of uh, what Rob's going through at the moment. But yeah, you can see that he's still very upbeat. <laughs> he's got a really lovely young family as well, so it's good that this secures their future and raises money for more research into motor neuron disease. I like the fact that Barry called me a caring Christian. Oi, but never mind, I know him. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport. And Andy, I don't know if you saw this story. It's a bit weird. I wasn't aware of this thing that uh, goes on called brushing. It's a bit of a scam, and it meant uh, one uh, um, sun reader, I understand today, uh, received some very odd items in the post that he didn't order. They were, they cost 670 quid. They were a tap, uh, some hemorrhoid gel, some noodles... (laughs) Uh, yeah. A muscle trainer for women 
and a tattoo spray gun. Fairly sort of random a bunch of items yeah, turned random. up at his house that he, he didn't order. Now, so if you're looking for the profile of the person that did that, you're going to be looking for a well-fed, muscular, tattooed woman with water stains on her slacks and a pained expression whenever she sits down. So that's quite—it's quite, it's quite that's selective. A very old story. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. he's received all this stuff and uh, didn't order it. So I don't know how it works, but uh, there we are. But an eclectic lineup of gifts. <laughs> very much so. And uh, <clears throat> news here from Isolation Central. Oh, yeah. Uh, just as I was about to broadcast at one point, uh, Sue came up to me and said, the bins have been emptied, so I thought I'd be able to bring you that. Really? Sardines have been consumed. That's good. Again. Sard- is it, so, does she have sardines every day? Bit of a creature of habit. Looks like it. Is it did it stink the kitchen so. out again? Very much so, yeah. We should point out Andy is having to isolate uh, along with our producer and assistant producer because uh, their uh, app went off after someone here in the office uh, contracted the virus, had a positive test. So this is why uh, he's, at, uh, he's at home for the next it uh, is. few Can you, Andy? You haven't even you got a go garden. Out, no. So, you know, it's, no, it's it's not great, really. You know, every so, now, um, every so often you get these stories where uh, a woman falls in love with a, a convicted murderer or somebody on death row. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's, always a, it's always a very, very odd story. Mm. And, of course, I've got bring it up now. I can't find it. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I wonder where you were going with that. But uh, no, I thought no, you'd, I was gonna, thought it you'd a, fallen in it love with pretty, somebody. No, I haven't. Not her who pretty, does the brushing, quite, is it? The muscular tattooed woman <laughs> with the hemorrhoids? It isn't. Okay. Not at all. So, no. That's a brilliant, isn't it? I stuck it out. I stuck it on my thing and I can't even find it now. <laughs> But, uh, well, look, thanks for bringing oh, it up, oh, Andy. No, the, oh, no, no here's, here it is. I've found it now. And it said, the woman said, um, she said, I've never been someone who gets frightened easily. They asked her about the idea of being with this bloke. He said, she said, Ernest doesn't scare me. At first, I had slight intuition that these things could happen to me. You think, well, it's not really intuition. He's murdered people. It's not great intuition, is it? <laughs> well bit, done. It's all getting a bit dark, Andy, isn't it, really? Well, it's a bit dark. I like a dark one. Um, and um, yes. what else have we got here? Oh, yeah, this. I love these wastes of ink, too, where people are just, it's just ignorance, really. This bloke wants to have a go at Anton Deck, but he doesn't realise something very key here. And he says, have some people only just realised that Ant and Dex off-the-cuff banter and jokes are written for them? Oh, yeah, definitely the modern-day equivalent of Eric and Ernie, not. He said, yeah. of course, Eric and Ernie, famous, yeah. always had writers. Didn't of course they, they, they did, yeah. Their career. Eddie Braben for many years, of course. Well That's done, right. mate. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Dick and Sid, wasn't it? Sid and That's Dick. right, before. That's so, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Andy, um, and, uh, we've yes, got a few more no. of these emails on the quiz answers. Uh, it's quite a nice one. Um, New Year's Eve, me and my pals were in a lovely country home doing a pre-party quiz. Question, who is buried at Aintree facing the winning line? My excitable mate, Tony G, jumped up and screamed, Lester Piggott! <laughs> well, Lester, of course, still very much with us. And, uh, yeah, not, not ideal. But uh, thank you very much for that. That was from C&C. And that thing, you know, when you see a headline and you think, oh, this must be about an athlete, this must be. The headline's Mo, I'm keeping vest on. So you think, oh, that's right, Mo Farry's going to have his Great Britain vest underneath his I'm a celebrity gear. That's a nice yeah. story. No, it's actress Maureen Lippman has a strict no nudity policy on Coronation Street. Oh. <laughs> I'm very glad for that. Not the, not the story you're after. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not really, no. So uh, there's a bacon shortage, Andy. That's something else we're going to have to f- uh, deal well, with. Yes. It's because obviously <laughs> the, the, the issues over mink in Denmark and imports from Denmark means... Uh, mm. It's bad news for Alan. He likes his bacon sarnie, doesn't he? Does he used to have his bacon <laughs> sarnie on a Thursday and Friday? No, the- he does. I think the, the English bacon makers have said they'll be able to make up for it. So, oh, okay. Well, uh, it, well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you've cheered like us to keep all on up. top of these stories. <laughs> <us> <laughs> Shouldn't even know there. anything about bacon. Yeah. Anyway, I am Christian, according to Barry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I <laughs> the uh, IFAB meeting. I get back to sport now. It's quite good. The IFAB meeting this month. Uh, they're going to be discussing the handball because it's an offside because it's such a disaster. Yeah. But of course, no changes will be announced till March, and nothing will come into effect till next season. And you think even their procedures are rubbish, these people. It's about time they dissolved IFAB and come up with something else or different people because it's not adequate, I don't think, at the moment. Mm. Uh, so I, there you go. I don't know if you saw, Andy, the, that uh, Nuno got a bit upset about a comment that was made by the uh, Leicester website, sort of in a bit in jest the other day, after they'd beaten Braga and, they, of course, they had Wolves at the weekend. Uh, the uh, I think the, the the Foxes Twitter feed said the first of two games against Portuguese opposition this week. Just a bit of fun, but uh, oh. but, but well, look, Nuno <laughs> bit on it and it said, look, you know, we're a Midlands club, you know, we're a proud club from this part of the country. We're not a Portuguese <laughs> club. And I did think, well, don't wear a Portugal kit as your third kit, then <laughs> your second kit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <Absolutely>. really. That, <laughs> Yeah. Don't do that. Don't sign virtually every player well, being no, Portuguese. But that, no, you, but I, I think the kit's quite key because that, that did feel ever so much like a nod. He could have turned around and said, no, that sends the wrong message. But obviously he decided not to and was quite happy with it. So look, it was just a bit of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, but if they'd won one nil instead of lost one nil, he probably would have thought it was quite a good laugh. You know, footballers tend to, football managers tend not to have a great sense of humour when they've actually lost the game. You yeah, know, that's so very true. That's probably the reason. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Bob, I, I was reading about uh, the Masters in Sports Illustrated last night. A very interesting piece, and uh, the course, although it will look different, it will still look beautiful. They've got flowers that bloom in fall. They they could mix in other flowers that, that happen at this time of the year. So there's no danger that it won't look absolutely gorgeous like it always does. No, you're right on the money there, Andy. I mean, uh, uh, nothing the Masters uh, ever does is is less than uh, 100%. It's funny, you get back to that hoodie. Uh, there was a, a lot of talk about Hatton wearing that hoodie at the BMW Championship. Well, I guess it, the hoodie has made it because it's on sale in the pro shop at Augusta National, you can buy a hoodie. I never thought I'd see the day. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I want to speak about fashion. Uh, just a few minutes ago, somebody showed up at the driving range to begin their warm-up uh, for a practice round, and it was Sandy Lyle, and he's wearing a pair of suspenders. So this year we got hoodies, we got suspenders, we got the Masters in November. Good golly, I don't know how much more I can take. Yes, you I mean, should, we Bob, should point the, the, out. I'm sure the suspenders mean something else in the in the UK and the States, <laughs> shouldn't we? <laughs> should point out he's wearing braces, uh, as, ah. <laughs> as Sorry, opposed to he's, he's not doing the time warp again, <laughs> Sandy Lyle. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I think that's what we mean. Uh, and when, finally, but when you uh, you're given the green jacket, I was reading a piece with Jordan Spieth, and he'll be at the uh, the sort of Champions Dinner. Uh, with Tiger tonight, etc., all the stars. And uh, he's 
still got his green jacket, but he never have it. He's never had it tailored, apparently, which a lot of the players do. So it, it's not a great fit. It's a bit of a boxy. So they give you a kind of <laughs> one size fits all green jacket, and it's up for you to to get it to fit properly uh, for your shape. Yeah, but here here's the situation with the green jacket, Paul. When you win, uh, you're awarded the green jacket. You're allowed to take that green jacket for one year. You can make appearances with it. You can take pictures with it. You can do a lot of things. But when you come back the following year to uh, defend your title, you have to give them back their green jacket. That stays at Augusta National, and that's you know the only place you can wear it. Now, obviously, a lot of players... Uh, we'll have another green jacket made up, and you know they go about wearing it. I mean, there's no really identifying marks that say, "Hey, this is not the one green jacket you got when you won." Mm. Uh, the only one uh, a long time ago, Gary Player uh, won the Masters. He took his green jacket down to South Africa, and he didn't bring it back. And they, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't know what to do. They're almost going to send an expedition down to South Africa to retrieve a green jacket. But finally, uh, Gary Player uh, got to learn the rules, and uh, and he, you know, uh, he he does give it back, and everybody does. I yeah, mean, of course. Uh, that's uh, a little known fact. But you don't you keep the green jacket guys for a year, but that's it. The actual green jacket. Uh, that's awarded, and then after that, you can, uh, yeah. you know, you can have some duplicates Do made copy, up. Yeah. Bob, we'll catch up with you Thursday. Good to talk to you. Thanks very much. Thanks, Bob. Hey, thanks, guys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again uh, tomorrow from 1. Thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 